thousands of years earlier than previously thought, and in a vertebrate group more primitive than the chondrichthians. It is hard not to feel astonished when some major trait turns out to have evolved much earlier than was thought. But the significance of the findings goes beyond mere surprise. It turns out that placoderms are directly on the long line leading to creatures with four limbs, the tetrapods, including humans. In the sexual equipment of these ancient placoderms, we can thus see the earliest rudiments of our own reproductive system and other parts of our body and gain a clearer idea of how the anatomy changed over time to become what it is today. The paired pelvic fins that in placoderms permitted the males to deposit sperm into the females eventually gave rise to the genitalia and legs of tetrapods. And jaws may have originally evolved to help male fish grab a hold of females and stabilize them during mating, only later taking on the role of food processing. Sex, it seems, really did change everything. Gogo fossils are famous for their extraordinary preservation. Unlike most fish fossils, which tend to be flattened, the ones from Gogo often exhibit pristine three-dimensional preservation. Fully exposing the skeletons is time-consuming business, however, we must painstakingly dissolve the limestone matrix by applying diluted vinegar, which is acetic acid, which leaves the fossilized bone unharmed. It was not until November 2007 that I got around to cleaning the specimen my team found on that hot August day two years earlier. Based on its robust jaws and teeth built for crushing, my colleague Kate Trinazdic, now at Curtin University in Australia, and I determined that the fossilized animal, which was about the size of a mackerel, belonged to the so-called Tictodonid family of placoderms. This finding in and of itself was good news, because the Tictodonids are a poorly known group, and ours looked like it was probably a new species. But the discovery was about to get much more interesting. As I removed more of the limestone, I spotted some unusual structures near the base of the animal's tail. On closer examination under the microscope, I saw a set of delicate little jaws alongside a scattering of other tiny bones. Then the penny dropped, and I experienced one of those sublime eureka moments that scientists get once in a lifetime if they're lucky. Typically, I would have assumed these were the remains of the fish's last meal. But the minute jaws bore exactly these same distinctive features as those of the larger animal, and they were undamaged and still partially articulated. All signs the miniature bones were those of a developing embryo, not an entree. Furthermore, I could see a twisted structure wrapped around the tiny skeleton. Using a scanning electron microscope, we were soon able to identify this feature as a mineralized umbilical cord, which would have supplied the embryo with nutrients from a yolk sac. The case was clear. We had found a 375-million-year-old expectant mother fish and the oldest vertebrate embryo on record. We named the new fish Masterpieces Attenboroughi, meaning Attenborough's mother fish, in honor of the great British nature presenter David Attenborough, who introduced the Gogo fossil sites to the world in the 1979 documentary series Life on Earth. Masterpieces solved a long-standing mystery about Tictodontids. Back in the late 1930s, British anatomist D.M.S. Watson observed that males of a fossil tictodonid species from Scotland have long, cartilaginous extensions coming off the bony girdle that supports the animal's pelvic fins.
In life, these extensions would have been encased in flesh and skin, forming structures akin to the two claspers present in males of all living chondrichthians, which insert one or the other into a female to transfer sperm during copulation. But the claspers on the Scottish Tictodontid were covered in bony plates, which would have made them rigid and ungainly. Furthermore, although all chondrichthian claspers are tipped with scale-like hooks that help to hold the claspers in place during mating, the ones in this Tictodonid were so pronounced that they appeared to be more of a deterrent to mating than an aid. Subsequent Tictodonid discoveries showed the same features, leaving scientists to wonder whether these fish actually inserted their bizarre claspers into the females or used them to grasp the females while mating, or whether they were just for show, spiky adornments used to attract a mate. At that point, based on the available...